recording the message. I have to reiterate the the uh, the, the title is is, uh, uh, is what's in the pot. Now, what are you cooking, rather? What are you cooking? So, Second Timothy chapter three verse four is what we just went over. But but they would not stand to to sound doctrine, and that's what we're facing with today. People don't want to hear the truth. People don't want to, even if you want to hear it, they don't want to abide by the truth. You know, we see that today. You know, we're saying, well, you know what? It's, it's, it's okay if we don't assemble together. Let's, let's show up on Zoom or Facebook Live. And, you know, we'll, that's not what the scripture says. You know, uh, and, and we'll get into it. But even over, uh, I believe it's Malachi chapter 3, it says, I'm the Lord. I change not. It's not that we don't finally wore God down. You know, finally now that we are so enlightened and so smart, we got technology, now we need to do things a different way. That's, that's not so. The gospel is what it is. The doctrine is true. And that's what we must stick with. And, and, and Christians, us as a, the body of, of the group of, of, of believers, we have to stick. We, God's word is not going to change. And it's up to us to make sure that what's being taught is sound. If you don't know what it says, how do you know? <laughs> so, so that's part of it. And God is so much smarter than us. That's why we have the church. That's why we have to come together to study his word, to admonish one another, to make sure that we are on one accord. We all have a responsibility, preachers and hearers. So if you're not preaching and teaching, even as a hearer, we have responsibility. But even those that if you <coughs> proclaim that if you want to preach and get up and, and talk and, and teach, you better know what you're talking about. Amen. You better know what you talk because if you're leading somebody astray, woe to you. Yeah. Woe unto you. And we see that Matthew chapter 18 and verse 6. Matthew 18 and 6 it says, If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be uh, drowned in the depths of the sea. Amen. So if you are teaching God's word and, and you go astray, you better be careful. If you call somebody to go astray, you, you're going to be held accountable for that. Amen. So if, if you find yourself in the path of being one of these false teachers or preachers, hey, you better find your error. And that's how we do that. When we get together, you know, sometimes we go over passages of Scripture. It ain't nothing new. It's nothing new. Most times we have read it multiple times. And then we get together and you look at things a certain way. Like, oh, okay. I got it now. But maybe I was mistaken a little bit about that. And now, no. But that's why we need to get together. Because if you don't know what you're talking about, you can lead somebody astray. And that's going to be an awful thing on the Day of Judgment. First uh, John chapter four, verses one through four. It says, dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And we see this so often nowadays where they say, well, I, I don't know if, if, if Jesus, I don't believe in the deity. 
And I know God the Father, he is the, but Jesus is just a, no, if, if you don't proclaim that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and he's the Messiah, then, then, then you're not preaching, teaching the right thing. Uh, uh, verse 3, it says, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard and uh, is coming and even now is already in the world. You dear children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Now this is scripture. I mean, if, if, if you're preaching any other thing, if you're teaching any other thing or if anybody teaches anything else unto you, it's your responsibility to say, hey, that ain't right. That, that's your responsibility as a hearer. <laughs> so if you're among somebody and they deviate from that, hey, it's your responsibility. Second Timothy, Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 17 and 18. It says, their teaching will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hermenius and Philetus who have departed from the truth. They say that the resurrection was already taking place and they destroyed the faith of some. It says, you know, they, they departed from the truth. So that means at one point, you know, we may have been on one accord. We may have understood what God's word said, but then they departed from it. Now, if you know, if any of us get up here and, and start going off the cuff, saying something that you know ain't true. That's for you not to sit here and say, I'm going to keep going along with it. So if we get up here and start beatboxing and all that, you know that ain't right. That, that, that's the thing is, you know, it, five, ten years ago in the Church of Christ, totally against it. But now a smooth brother may come in and start talking and you know, at first it was subtle and everything was all good. And then, it, you know what, it ain't, it ain't nothing wrong with doing a little, it keeps us on rhythm and all this stuff. That ain't, no. That's not, for, and then you sit here and sleep, no. You have a responsibility as a hearer of God's word to make sure that you're abiding in God's word. Yeah, just ten, five years ago, you know, in this last two years and with this pandemic, things have switched. You know, everybody's doing Zoom and, and Facebook Live and all that. But just three years ago, no one in the Church of Christ would have told you it's okay to sit home, watch your TV, and say you were watching some evangelism. You know, I'm worshiping on the TV. You know, I'm, I'm listening to such and such. We were all against that. So you can't come up with a, a pandemic. Even the, 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 the law of the land has not said we can't gather together. Our God is bigger than COVID. So you can't get to this point and now it's convenient because of technology for us to sit home and not worship together. No, God still made a way for us to worship. So you have to make sure that you understand that God's word is true. If we're to gather to assemble together to admonish one another, that didn't change in, uh, with COVID-19. That didn't change in 2020. So we have to make sure that we are abiding by God's word. It's up to us to make sure that it is what it is. Amen? Second yeah. Corinthians chapter 11, uh, verses 4, and then I'll drop down to 13 and through 15. But verse 4 says, For 
If someone comes to you and preaches a Jesus other than the Jesus who who we preach, or if you receive a different spirit from the spirit you received, or a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it easy enough. For such people, verse 13, for such people are false apostles, deceitful workers, masquerading as apostles of Christ, for no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness, their end will be what their actions deserve. Now, we, we, it's the subtle things. If we come in here and start preaching something else, like I said, it's, it's up to us to make sure that we're abiding by God's word. Matthew, Matthew chapter 24, verses 23 through 27. At the time, if one says to you, look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it. We, we have false prophets out there today that's saying that, you know, Elijah Muhammad is the Messiah or whoever else is the Messiah. And we, at, at this point, you, you, should, you should know. You should, without a shadow of a doubt, we have to be convicted. We have to know that, the, even if you just know the basics, God created heaven, God created earth. No one else should come along and say, well, you know what? Let's uh, talk about this theory. And you start reading up on this theory. And next thing you know, you don't educate yourself out of the gospel. You know, let, let's look at this theory that, well, Jesus and his, you know, looking at the lineage and then you're going all off. You know, the Bible tells us of the lineage. You start deviating and Greek mythology and all this stuff, and God's word is true. Amen. Don't educate yourself out of the gospel. Amen. We have to be careful. We have this responsibility to abide by God's word. Luke chapter uh, 6, verse 26, it says, Woe to you then, uh, woe to you when everyone speaks well of you, for that is how their ancestors treated the false prophets. You know, we get up here talking about all the smooth things and God is good and, you know, God loves you. You know, I know you, you're not going to be able to make it, but, but we'll see you on Zoom and we don't see you forever. That, that ain't, that, that, that's not, we can't get up and, and preach that. You know, we, we, we're to preach in season and out of season. We're not here to preach smooth things. If the sword of truth don't cut you going and coming, then something ain't right. Amen. You know, if I'm up here just talking about, you know, God is good, you're going to prosper, and uh, he's he going to bless you, and, you know, hallelujah. No. Yes. God is, yeah, all that. <laughs> but our God has a wrap. Hell is there for a reason. You know, there are some things, some guidelines that we must abide by in order to get to heaven. So if we're doing our own things, if we're only talking about these smooth things, those things that make you happy, make you feel good. I felt so good today. Oh, the, the, the song leader, he was just so good today. And I just, whoo, that, that ain't what it's about. That, that, that ain't even what our worship service is about. We're here to worship God in spirit and in truth. We have to stay in truth. 
Now, if we go by any other word, if you're here for any other reason, it's not right. And that's what I, you know, if I step on your toes, if I, you know, offend you, I'm only offending you because of the gospel. And I only offend you because I want to make sure that we're all abiding by God's word. You know, when, when Brother May get up, you know, sometimes we, you know, but he talking about that again. And I, you know, why we keep always talking about fornication and all that? Because th- that's what's stumbling so many people. You know, if, if I get up here, if we get up here and talk something else, <laughs> you don't get the whole counsel. You don't get the whole gist of what the gospel is about. There are some things that we must do. There are some things that you have to do as hearers. You know, for one, is making sure that what's being taught is sound. You know, like the Bereans, we have to search the scripture. You know, today we're in a dangerous place, especially with the Church of Christ. I mean, we're seeing all kinds of stuff being introduced now that that wasn't so. And why? It's because itching ears. We're human. People are going to be people. You know, we we want what we, especially in America. Especially in America. We're just so spoiled in America. You know, you want what you want. You know, we're all about excess and convenience. (laughs) You know, you you want the the supersized Burger King meal for $3. (laughs) You want excess. We want it all. We want the cars with the the big rims and we want to see us. You know, we want everything. You know, we want the expensive cars and all that. We, we want everything in excess, inconvenience. You know, if, you, if I go to a gas pump and, and the, 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 the reader is out and I have to go inside to swipe my, I won't even I go to another gas station. You know, <laughs> it, it, we just want stuff. We want what we want, especially in America. You know, according to the Center for uh, the Study of uh, Global Christianity, there are over 45,000 so-called Christian denominations in the world. 45,000. And that, that's, that's deviations of, of, of you know, the, the Baptist, Southern Baptist, Union Baptist, you know, all this stuff. Yeah, I saw one, it was something about the, the bikers something. I mean, there, there's everywhere. And it, it says there's over 200 denominations in the U.S., and in, in every 10 and a half hours, a new denomination is developed. That says 2.3 per day, new so-called Christian denomination. And, and, and why is that so? Why is that so? It, it's because of itching ears and, we, 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 and refusing to adhere to sound doctrine. That's all it is. It, it's because people want what they want. They, they want to be able to do what you want to do. And not adhere to God's word. It's, it's plain and simple. You know, and, and, and you want to follow somebody because they are so charismatic, you know, and they're speaking. They look good. They sound, they smell good. They just, oh, you got to come listen to, to uh, and Reverend such and such or Pastor such. No, that, that's not what Christianity, true Christianity is about. You know, and, 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 and how do you identify these folks? How do you identify? So as Christians, how do we know that something ain't right? Well, for one, you need to know the scripture. If you don't know what's in the pot, then you don't know what you're you're dealing with. 
And we're going to revisit that scripture. I mean, that, that, that servant that went out, he, he didn't even know what he was dealing with. So if you don't know what you're dealing with, then how will you know? How do you identify these false prophets, these false teachers? Jude, so many of them, Jesus, Jude, James, Matthew, all told us how to identify these folks. <laughs> so let's look at Jude. Let's look at a few. It said they, they, they creep in. They creep in. So Jude, uh, Jude chapter 1, verse 4 says, For certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago has secretly slipped in among you. You know, when they come in, we, we, they, they're not going to wear, you know, have horns and, 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 and smell a certain way, look a certain way. They're going to come in secretly, just sit right with you, get, uh, have relationships with us. And it's going to be so subtle. But how do we identify when someone has bad intentions? Second Peter, Second Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. It says they're going to operate in secret. It says, but in verse 1, it says, But there were also false prophets among the people, just as there are, uh, will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies. Secretly. You know, some of them, you know, they, they, they may not get up preaching and teaching. You know, in front of everybody, they don't go to one of you. And, and, and say, you know what, you know, and plant these, you know, as we talk at the nine o'clock, going to plant this seed in you secretly. And the next thing you know, it's spreading. You know, so it can be these subtle things. In verse two, it says many will follow their depraved uh, conduct. You know, so it, it starts with when it starts with that one little seed. And next thing you know, it don't spread because you didn't know any better. You didn't know the poison <laughs> from the truth. So we have to get together to make sure that we are studying God's word so that we can identify these false prophets and teachers. Second John chapter uh, one, verses seven through 11. Uh, it says they, they, they don't have God in them. You know, somebody come in here and they, they have bad intentions. And sometimes they don't even know that they got Satan in them. And, and, but they're not from, from God. The second John chapter one, verses seven, uh, it says, I say this because many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ have come in the flesh, have gone out into the world. Any such person is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch out that you do not lose what you have worked for, but that you may be rewarded fully. Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. So if they continue on and, 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 and they're teaching something, they, they, they don't have God. They don't have God in them. And, and, but they sit here and they, you, know, you grin and have relation and you know something ain't right. They, they don't have God in them. Verse 9 says, uh, uh, verse 10 rather, if anyone comes to you and does not uh, bring this teaching, do not take them into your house or welcome them. Anyone who welcomes them share in their wicked work. Mm. This is God's word. You know, it sounds so harsh that if somebody is going against what the word of God says, you know, let me distance myself from them. It could be even a family member. 
And we say, well, yeah, that's a bit harsh. Now, now, if someone said that they believe in cannibalism, that they believe in e eating people, you're not going to welcome them in your house. <laughs> you know, even a, 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 a someone, a crackhead or a meth addict that's just, just gone crazy, most of you wouldn't bring them into your house. Somebody that said, hey, you know what, I'm... You know what, I'm, I, I'm, I'm from Neptune. Crazy. <laughs> you, you, you wouldn't invite them and you wouldn't be sitting up with them. Hey, you know, I'm a Martian. You, you, would, you think that's crazy? But, you know, the most important thing in a Christian life is knowing that this world is temporary. We're just passing through. And God, there's something better. There's heaven that awaits us. Without a doubt, you know that God's word is true. But, but you'll sit there and say, well, you know, I, they, they, I know they, they, they not, they're not Christians and they're kind of talking outside of what God said. Well, you, what's the difference? That's just as crazy as somebody thinking they're from, from Jupiter. That's just as crazy. And if you're not going to take them in, then, then you shouldn't be taking these other folks in either. Uh, let's look at Second, second John. Chapter uh, 1, verses 11. Now, let's see. Let's look at uh, sorry, 1 Timothy, chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Uh, uh, those that have abandoned the faith. It says, the Spirit clearly says that in latter times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through uh, hypocritical liars. It said they're going to abandon the truth. Then they may, be, may have been with us at one point. But then they've been studying some other stuff. They, they're in this theological class and all this other stuff. They've been listening to what other, some other folks have been saying, and now they've departed. They've abandoned the faith. That's how we need to identify these folks. You know, hey, you own, hey, something ain't right with you, brother. Something ain't right with you. So something, you, you ain't, we ain't abiding in the, same, in the same faith. That's how you identify these folks. Romans. The Bible gives us every, everything that we have to deal with in earth, everything, including false doctrines, false teachers, everything that we need to make sure that we are on the right track. And what I'm showing to you right now is in the Bible. This is what we have to abide by as Christians. There's no other way. I, I, you know, that, that's, that's why I'm on this lesson today. Because we, we are in such a, a critical time when, when information is right there at our fingertips. And, and it's really too much information. <laughs> too much stuff. That's not everything that you read on the internet ain't true. Everything that somebody says ain't true. So that's why I'm on this topic today. You know, and, 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 and you know, talking about those that, that come in and, 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 and spread this stuff. You know, let's look at Romans chapter 16 verses 17 and 18. Verse 17 says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause division and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them, for such people are not serving the Lord, uh, the Lord Christ, but their own appetites by smooth talk and flattery. They deceive the mind of the naive people. 
They're going to seek the immature, the spiritually immature. So if you're not on top of your game, if you don't know what God's word says, you're going to be duped. You're going to be easily led astray. So that's why it's so important that we study God's word so that you will know. That's, we are responsible. You are responsible for knowing what God's word says. Now, to be saved, to get into Christ, that's simple. That's simple. It, it just requires obedience. If you have been in a denomination and you had the opportunity to be here, to, to, to know what the steps of salvation is, hear, believe, repent, confess, be baptized for the remission of your sin, that's great. That, that's so simple. You have heard God's word. You believe that, okay, God is, 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 he created heaven and earth. Jesus is the son of God. You believe, God, believe in God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You believe that G, the word became flesh, which was Jesus Christ, came on this earth to die, to be an atonement for our sins. Because the goats and all that stuff wasn't good enough. So God sent his only begotten son to die on the cross as that ultimate sacrifice. But not only that, but there's something that we must do. We must obey his word. And part of that is being baptized for the remission of our sins. And first uh, Peter 3, uh, 21, 22, it says it's for a good conscience towards God. So, it, 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 it's, so if you know that, okay, well, God told me that I need to be baptized in order to be saved. You know, we see that Acts 2.38 and following. If you believe that, that's the easy part. Get baptized. Because that's what God told you to do is obedience. That's, that's, that's all the easy part. But then that's when everything else begins. <laughs> that's when the false prophets and teachers and all that creep in. That, that's when, you know, it, it's okay to be baptized whenever, you know, we'll come back on the second Sunday to baptize you. But that's not what happened with the unit. That's not what happened with Jesus. It says, water, let's get baptized right now. It's not, we don't, why even wait till Sunday? The Bible doesn't say let's wait till Sunday. The Bible doesn't say let's wait till the third Sunday. Let's wait till we get a crowd. Y'all vote me in. Is there any that oppose or none? So let's go forward with the baptism. No. What does the scripture say? So that, that part is easy, but when you get past that point where um, we are, you know, Christians fighting along this, this path, we have to be weary of these wolves that are coming in. First, uh, First Timothy chapter 6, verse 3 through 7. And I mentioned this earlier. So if, if anyone uh, teaches otherwise and, and does not agree to sound instructions or our uh, Lord Jesus Christ and to godly teaching, they are conceited and understand nothing. They have an unhealthy interest in the controversies and quarrels about, word, about words that result in envy, strife, malicious talk, evil suspicions, and uh, constant friction between people of corrupt mind who have been robbed of the truth and who, te uh, who think that godliness is a means of financial gain. You know, they're, 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 it's, this is not about prosperity. You know, you see that on all, you know, the, the TV, all these folks, you know, you send, send some money for this prayer cloth and you send, put your hand, all this stuff for money. 
in this day and age that we're in now with the social media, you know, you talk about uh, brick and mortar, you know, those uh, 45,000 plus denominations and, and most of those are brick and mortar. But now you look at the social media, the internet, and you're going to have channels everywhere. <laughs> Log into my channel. And, and, and of course, you know, send your money. You know, cash out this, you know, Zelle this and that. You know, it's going to be easy, and they're going to be talking about prosperity. You send money so you can prosper, but that's not what God's word is. You know, and they, the, the preaching and teaching that, that, that God is good. God loves everybody. God loves you, you're gay or homosexual, God loves you. He loves the person, but the sin is what's going to separate them. You know, if, 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 if I'm preaching to you any other thing, then that's, that's, that's not God's word. And, and even Jesus, if, if that was so, if, if God just loves everybody, if nobody's going to hell, if nobody's going to hell, for one, it wouldn't be a hell. But, but if nobody's going to hell because God loves everybody, and, and regardless, you know, of your intentions, you know, he's so good. She's so good. Yeah, but if you don't abide in God's word, he said, I, hey, it's, it's plain and clear. It's there. Mm -hmm. You've heard my word. And if you don't want to abide by my word, if you want to go some other way, deviate from it at any point. Mm -hmm. If you want to be amongst those that are you got the drums and the tambourines, if that's not what I said in the New Testament, mm -hmm. then why are you doing it? Why are you among them? It's for you to know the scripture. And if that was so, if, that, if it was the case that everybody is going to be saved, if God loves everybody, you know, Jesus wouldn't have the rhetoric that he said, especially in uh, Matthew chapter 8 in verse 12. He says, but the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside in the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That doesn't sound like a God that just loves everybody, everybody going to heaven. That ain't heaven. Weeping and gnashing of teeth? Why? Why are they going to be thrown into the lake of fire with weeping and gnashing of teeth? Why? Because they did not abide by God's word. That, that's, that's plain and simple. Now, our itching ears, we want to hear it, we want to hear it, we want to do it, we want to do. God, God's ways are not our ways. For us, we just have to abide by his word. Do what he tells us to do. Matthew chapter 5, verse 29. If, the right, if your right eye calls you to stumble, guard it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. If that was the case, then Jesus wouldn't say this. <laughs> Amen? So we have to keep our eyes open. We have to keep focused on God's word. We have to make sure that we are abiding in God's word, in the truth, and don't deviate from it. Now, going back over to our passage, let's look at that. Second King chapter four in verse uh, 38, it says, Elijah uh, returned to Gilgal. Now, Gilgal uh, was the first place Israel camped after uh, crossing the Jordan River. Uh, this is where all the Jewish men who you know, made it through the, the pilgrimage uh, out of Egypt. This is where they were circumcised. This is where the uh, Gibeonites 
uh, deceive uh, Joshua. We see that over uh, with the treaty, and that's, we see that over in Joshua chapter 9. Uh, this is where Samuel traveled to provide uh, judgment on Israel. We see that in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 7. And this is also the starting point of the pilgrimage that ended with Elijah, the prophet, uh, being called up in the whirlwind to, to heaven. And actually, Elijah was right there to witness that. And this is where he became uh, a prophet in his own right. Uh, but we see many uh, other miracles, uh, actually four of the miracles that we see in this chapter as well. But um, in, in verse 38, continuing on, Elijah returned to Gilgal, and there was a famine in that region, a famine in that region. Now, Amos, Amos chapter 8 is where we are today. There, there is a famine today, not of food and water, but there's a, another famine that we are dealing with today. In, in verse 11 of Amos chapter 8, it says, uh, the, day, the days are coming, declared the sovereign Lord, when I will send a famine through the land, not a famine of food or a thirst of water, but a famine of hearing the word of the Lord. That we see that today. It, it, doors are shut, you know, when, when, when preachers want to go on vacation, say, well, we're not going to have first this Sunday because uh, such and such going on. Uh, we see it today, church, it, doors are closing because of COVID. We're going to meet on Zoom. There's a famine when you want to hear God's word, when you want to hear the truth. We find ourselves in the same predicament today. Continue on in verse 30, uh, 38, it, it says, uh, while, the, while the company of the prophet was meeting with them, he said to his servant, put on a large pot and cook some stew for these prophets. Verse 39, uh, one of them went out into the field to gather herbs and found a wild vine and picked as many of its gourds as his garment could hold. When he returned, he cut them up into the pot of stew, though no one knew what they were. Mm. <laughs> so one of the servants went out, he didn't know the difference between good and bad herbs. He didn't know the difference. And, and, and the same with us today, some don't know the difference between God's word and poison. So when we're going out to this world, we, we, we need to know the difference. So don't be like this, this servant that went out and this heard and, and believed and, and looked at everything. It, uh, there's a reason that he put, uh, put this stuff in the pot, you know, because it, it didn't look dang, it looked good. You know, these herbs look okay. Hey, hey, mushrooms, hey, let's put those in there too. It, it, it looked good. It, and so, but everything that looks good and sounds good is, is not good. You know, some of the music that we listen to, some of the TV shows that we're watching, some of the relationships, some of the education that we're studying, it, it, it ain't good for you. And we need to know what's cooking in the pot. We need to know that, that everything that sounds good, looks good, ain't, ain't good for the pot. Amen. So uh, continuing on in, in, verse, in verse 40, it says, for the stew was poured out. Uh, for the men, but as they began to eat, they cried out, Man of God, there's death in the pot. 
and they could not eat it. Now, a couple of good things that came out of this that we need to adhere to. And see, they didn't keep the danger to themselves. And see, when you know that there's something stewing in the pot at Locust Grove, Church of Christ, <laughs> don't, don't, don't keep it to yourself. You got to know that, they, hey, that, if, if, if that smooth brother or sister on went to you in secret and started saying some other stuff that you know, hey, that ain't right. There's danger in the pot. You need to address that right away. And they told the right person, hey, there's, there's death in the pot. And so Elijah knew what to do. So they told the right person. Now, now, now you, just like uh, you know, we've talked about on, on Wednesday when, when, uh, when, when Paul and Barnabas had to go to Jerusalem, they were talking about circumcision. And, and, and you know, they, they had, Paul had to get them straight. So sometimes you may not know how to address the poison. Sometimes you know something ain't quite right and somebody don't told you and it's a little bit off and then you may need to tell the right person and, 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 and let's search the scripture and, and see what it really says. So don't, 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 don't hold it to yourself when, when something ain't quite right. You know, so don't, don't let that fester. As I told this morning, you know, don't let that little seed take root. Uh, but they cared enough to warn the others. When you know that there's some mess going on in the pot, when you know that there's some gossip going on, care enough to get things right. We know we've been blessed here at Locust Grove. I mean, God has blessed us tremendously. And, and I, you know, I, I'm a little biased, but I think we got a good thing going on here. And, and, and when a little gossip and when a little, you know, poison gets in the pot, we need to address it right away. And don't think that you're on your own having to address that. You know, so I'm telling you as an elder, bring it to me. We can get this thing addressed so we can make sure that we have this good thing going on in the sight of God. Uh, but many people don't want to offend the offender. You know, they may not know what they're talking about. And you don't want to offend them because, you know, I don't, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Hurt their feelings. This is a life and death situation. If, if you're causing somebody else to stumble or, hey, that, that's, that's a serious thing. That is a serious, if someone up here teaching and preaching and, 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 or you having a conversation with a brother or sister and they, they're in error and they almost trying to cause you to stumble, hey, let, that's, that's a serious thing. That is a serious thing. Don't be afraid to, to, to offend someone, especially on God's word. Uh, but but preachers, we have, yeah, preachers have to be uh, in particular, uh, uh, understanding what they're talking about, uh, they have to make sure that we're preaching and teaching in season, out of season. It's not these smooth things that we must preach and teach. Verse 41 says, Elijah said, get some flour, put it into the pot. He said, serve it uh, to the people to eat. And there was nothing harmful in the pot. See, Elijah acted immediately. He, he didn't wait and say, well, let's see what, if anybody's going to drop dead. Let's see if what's going to happen because they, they just sipped a little bit of the poison. No, he acted immediately. So when we see something going on, especially when you address it with me or Brother May, one of the elders, hey, we, we're, we have to address it immediately. So you have to make sure you tell the right person. 
he knew the men. And that's the thing, too. And this is, you know, Elijah is the type of Christian that we should all be. You know, he's the type of man, godly man that we should be looking for. Uh, but he knew that in order for the, the prophets to carry out their duties, to, to, for us to be the Christian that we need to be, they, they needed to be fed. It, it, they were gathered there, but he said, hey, you know, let's, they, they need something to eat in order to carry out what we need to do. So he said, let's get, gather some food, let's gather some stuff so we can put it into the pot for a stew. And say they looked for him for direction. Now, the flower is the, was the antidote to the poison, just as the pure word of the gospel is, for the, is the antidote for the sin of this world. Amen. That's the antidote. That, that, that flower that he put in there and calmed all that poison, that's what we need to do with God's word. That's the antidote for all this foolishness that's going to come up in here. Amen. All this foolishness, hey, we got to combat it with God's word. That's our flower. And, and, and uh, you know, 2 Timothy 3.16 is there for a reason. All scriptures given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. That, that's, that's our flower. That's our antidote. So when something comes up in here, if you come across somebody preaching, teaching anything else, if you've heard anything else, that's, that's not of Christ. They said he, yeah, that's actually the Antichrist. So if anybody's teaching, preaching any other gospel, any other denomination, uh, Christ said that, that there would be no divisions among you. God's word is, is not confusing. It's not divided. We're not of a house that's divided. We are Christians. If you're going by any other means, any other guidance, that's not what you're going to be judged by. You're not going to be able to say, well, Reverend such and such told me this and such and such told me that, or a pastor did this. and No, you have to study to show yourself approved. Amen. You're going to be held accountable. We are all going to be held accountable. The preacher, the teacher, the hearers, we're all going to be held accountable. To what? To God's word. This is what we're going to be judged by. So that's my message for you this morning. I have nothing else. Like I said, I, I'm, you know, I, I can put a few scriptures together and share it with you. And that's all I wanted to share today is that, hey, this is what we're going to be judged by. God's word. If anybody preaches you anything else, any of this smooth stuff, it's okay. To, if you knew it was wrong back then, things didn't change today. It, it, it hasn't changed. God's word is what it is. He's not going to... Um, no man's going to have some revelation and, you know, in 2022, God said to do this. No, what's written? What's written is written. What is true is true. So, Ken, folks, we have our job to do. Let's make sure that we're abiding by God's word and don't deviate from it. If you do, I, I feel for you. This is God's word and we're going to be held accountable. Uh, Foster, what is our, our song? 598. Five, 598.